In this episode today, I have two of my students are coming in to share their stories. I'm doing some student highlights this week because the doors to the second half Spark School are open and you only have a very short time, short window, only four days to get inside. But uh, yeah, Christine and Fred were in the same cohort. They joined last January, February timeframe, same as this timeframe last year. Uh, and so was, I always love my students getting on a call with them is just joy for me. But it was funny because both of them each, or I say should say each of them, gave me chills in something they said during the episode. So you'll have to tune in to listen. But yeah, they're d- very different people. They have very different, unique personalities, uh, as we discovered in the process. And Fred um, is retired. Christine has two jobs. So it's very interesting to hear their two different perspectives. But I wanted to have them on together because this is such a, the program is an environment for uh, developing friendships and for understanding yourself through others. Like you learn so much about yourself through these conversations, through these coaching calls, and you make friendships from it that are very special. And so witnessing somebody get a breakthrough is unlike anything. Getting your own breakthrough is so valuable. Yes, but you can actually get breakthroughs by watching someone else get a breakthrough. And that's what this program does inside the group coaching. And it's just amazing. You know, I didn't ever experience it until I had a group coaching program through my coach. And I was like, this model is amazing. It's amazing. I want to do this. I want to be able to experience this and change lives in this format. My experience led to me doing this. And so I just love it. I want you to meet some what I call Spark Sisters. Now we call ourselves. Here we go. Hi, I'm Lori Wright, also known as Not Your Average Grandma. I created this podcast as a place for women in their second half of life to go to to receive inspiration. If you are at a place where you believe your best days are behind you, it is my hope one of these episodes will spark you to think differently and lead you to a new belief that your second half may actually be your best half. I want you to stop seeing your age as a limitation and start seeing it as your superpower. You have years of experience and value that the younger you never had. So it's time to lean into that and use it to fuel your future. No more letting age or circumstances hold you back from the pursuit of a more fulfilling and fun life. The happier we are, the better the world will be. So instead of settling for what you don't want, how about going after what you do want? Listen in and let something you hear prompt you to take the first step in making the rest your best. Welcome to another episode of Living Your Sparked Second Half. And I have two, what I like to say, sparked second half souls. This is what I call my students because I love the name. We all have souls. Some of us are sparked and some of us aren't. Uh, And most of my students, when they come in, the reason they come in because they're unsparked. And so we get sparked uh, in the program. And pretty much everybody is like 50 and up. I think one person was 49. And Fred, who's on today, she's 72, I think, right? 
Unless yeah. you've gotten older since then. <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Soon. Not yet, though. <laughs> and then we had a couple that were 77, and I made them accountability partners, and they loved it. They became really good friends. So anyways, I have Christine Carter and Fred Wagner here, or Frederica, but she goes by Fred. So welcome. Thank you. Hi. Hi, Christine. Hello. Good to see you, Fred. Yeah. So we do a lot of video calls in the program. And so Christine, I see her. She's here. If you're on YouTube, you see her too. But since this is audio, Christine, it's like you can say hi. Christine, have you ever been on a podcast before? No, I haven't. Oh, and uh, we found out her personality type is very, she is a rule follower. She always is trying to do it the right way. And there is no right way, right? <laughs> There's any way you want to do it. But yeah, that's, she's, she's, I'm sure thinking in her head, oh gosh, what should I do? Is that what you're thinking, Christine? <laughs> well, I had no idea what to expect. So yeah, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. She's, she's awesome. And I wanted to invite Fred and Christine here because they were in the same cohort. And when I say cohort, it means the group that comes in together. Uh, and so my program, the second half spark school is a six week program. And then I have an expansion component, which you can go longer if you want, but they came in together. And so they develop this bond. And so, you know, when, when you come in with a group, you get coached together, it creates this, well, I'll let you guys talk about it, but you know, I've, I've seen multiple cohorts. And I've been told by students that they're behind the scenes talking about things, supporting each other. I even have created an accountability system. So if you want an accountability partner, it's nothing that's forced. But we were talking before I hit record. And what I find is we are more integrity with other people than ourselves. And so the accountability buddy system is really effective for getting the work done. And also, of course, having a coach. So I guess what I'll do is I'll just ask you guys to introduce yourselves, share what you do um, and how you found me. Maybe we start there because everybody finds me in a different way. But I think you both came in through the free training uh, avenue. So, yeah, let's start with Fred. Well, it was a year ago that I discovered you, Lori, that I was in a really dark kind of desperate place. Um, I'd ask some people how you can find help on the internet because I don't trust it all. Sometimes it could be Russian bots for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> excuse me, you popped up on Instagram, uh, not your average grandma. And I thought, yeah, that's me. I'm not your average grandma. And I did Google you and I went to your website and I checked you all out to see if it was for real because um, I knew I needed help, you know, and I had just knew that it was time to seek outside help. I needed to pay for it. Really. I was, you know, that's, I knew I needed to do that in order to get the help that I needed and wanted at the time. Yeah. And so what were the signs that you knew you needed help? How are you feeling? I like people a lot of times they feel guilty. I find that women a lot of times feel guilty. They think, oh, I should be happy and let, let me just suck it up. Exactly. And, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And I knew I wasn't doing enough. And, and I thought about maybe what my kids might be thinking of, you know, what's mom doing, you know, here it is January. We haven't heard from her. But I knew myself, I knew I was kind of getting into a darker hole. I do suffer from seasonal, um, a, what was seasonal disorder? You know, Affect sad. disorder, I think it's called. Sad. You know, something yeah. sad. Yes. And, but that usually doesn't hit till about February. 
like we go through that dark stage, right? Because I'm in Eastern Ontario and it's, it is getting brighter longer, <clears throat> but we're still in the middle of winter and um, don't see a lot of sunlight, but I was pretty depressed. I did get out of bed because I have two dogs. I'm a, I'm a dog owner. So therefore I had a responsibility to them, you know, I at least had to get out of bed to open the door so they could go out. <laughs> but that's, it was pretty desperate, you know, and I would just sit here feeling lost with no direction. Um, I didn't have any umph or gumph, you know, I just didn't want to do anything and knew I needed some help. So you yeah. came along just at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, I manifested so, you, I think, is what I yeah, really <laughs> Yeah. We'll have to talk about your other manifestation before we wrap up. Oh, yeah. 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 So, Christine. Okay. Well, kind of like Fred, I found you on social media. I found you on Facebook. And it was the not the average grandma tag that, yeah, like, I don't want to be an average grandma. I, I want my kids to, to see me as somebody who is still fun and likes to do things and has this vitality. And I think... It was, it was a year ago, and that's how Fred and I ended up in the same cohort. We took the free training and thought, okay, well, this is great, but there's there's more there. But I think on Facebook, there's so many different coaches out there all promoting their own, their own businesses and their own how we can help. But, Lori, I think you attracted me because you seem to be somebody like me, and I really related to that. You're not somebody who comes every day with your hair perfect and your makeup perfect and, you know, in some fancy suit and, and you're just, you're just natural. And that really attracted me that you were so relatable. And that's what I loved so much about you and what drew me to you and the free training. And then to, to actually go through the second half spark school ignited in me something that I knew I could be more than what I was like Fred. I was kind of feeling like I was going to be 60 and I was panicking. I'm like, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Do I want to keep, you know, working in this job that this is just a job. Like I like it and everything, but is this really what I want to do until I die or retire or whatever? So it was something that I really needed. Yeah, you came. I, I one of the things we were talking about is like the perspective of like when you come in. I, I just recorded a podcast. I was talking about how at the beginning, you know, it wasn't the top of topic of the podcast, but it was like I was talking about how it's a time of year where I'm gonna be opening the school and how exciting it is for me because well, first of all, I know what's gonna happen to people coming in. So it's really exciting for me. But it's like this like going on a first date kind of. It's like these butterflies. Oh, you know, are they going to like me? Oh, what are they going to think? And there's always this little apprehension in me, but it's just this newness. And so you, you kind of like I always say no judgment zone, no judgment zone. But we always have these perceptions, right? That's just part of human nature. It, you're just learning about everyone. But then with every week, that relationship that develops, those little steps that lead to major transformation, I get to watch this game and I know the outcome. I know it's going to be a winning game. It's going to be like the Olympics and a gold medal and somebody's going to be standing on a podium. But it's like, so it's this like, beginning. It's like this beginning, but I've kind of seen the ending. So I think it's like watching the best movie over and over again, like the notebook <laughs> when they end up together, right? But I wanted to say, it's funny that you said, Christine, that 
I seemed normal like you. So one of the things I decided, because when I'm on social media a lot, sometimes it's like, oh, I should use a filter. You know, those filters make me look a little better. I remember something my mother said to me once, and she was like in her 60s, I guess. She's probably my age now. And she goes, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, whoa, who's that? Because she still thinks of herself as like 30. Um, So the filters kind of like do that for you. And then you go to the mirror and you're like, whoa. And so, but I just decided, I said, I, I don't want people coming in to my program and going, whoa, that's not who was on the training. That's not who was on social media. So I want to be real. And so I did this video that was like close up and it was no, no filter. And so of course somebody comments, you're pathetic, but you know, knowing what I know, first of all, that video is hitting home with more people than any ad I've ever done. And secondly, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like you and you have to be okay with that, right? There's always going to be somebody. And what I realized with her is she's not ready for any kind of change. She just wants to stay in her stuck place and react. And she gets triggered by people who have what she wants to have. And that's essentially, you know, what I've learned about how the human brain works. So I wanted to mention that because I appreciate that you, you know, I want to be real. I, I would never, I'm wearing a sweatshirt. I, I don't dress up for stuff or I try not to. I think in trainings past, I have tried to present myself a little nicer, but I'm like, that's really not my authentic self. And if I talk and preach, you got to be authentic. Yeah, you can dress up sometimes. I dress up to go to funerals. I dress up to go to weddings, but normally I am this. And this is what I think when you're most comfortable in how you are authentically is when you're going to have the most impact. So I, I want to know when you came in, since you're in the same cohort, what were your impressions? Were you scared? I mean, I, I don't, when you can tell me if I'm wrong, did you ever have any experience with group coaching at all? So Fred, let's start with you. Was this your first experience with that? With group coaching? Mm-hmm. Um, with strangers? <laughs> yeah, it was my first experience. Yeah. And I will say Fred, she dove into the work. She was very committed. And so I was like super impressed very quickly with, you know, the effort that you put forth, which obviously made a difference, right? Well, it did. And and, and the reason I put so much effort into it is because I put so much money into it and I want my money's worth. <laughs> I have a bit of an accounting background, a bookkeeping background. And so therefore, I, you know, I want every dollar. And when I joined the group, the ladies there were, they were lovely, but nobody was saying anything. And I thought, I'm not waiting. You know, people, you know, Lori would say, does anyone, you know, want to comment on last night's homework? And I would just shoot in there like, you know, like anything, because I had done the work and I wasn't going to wait for anybody. I wasn't going to wait my turn either. I don't think in some cases I kind of jumped in a little too fast, but. Um, never, never. Uh uh-uh. Well, yeah, but, but, you know, I, I, I wanted to get the benefit of you. I wanted to get out how I was feeling and what was going on in my head. And I wanted to get your feedback. So um, I did kind of grab the bull by the horns. That's <laughs> great. I'm glad I did. It paid yeah. Off. yeah. Yeah. And then that's the example. So we can go to Christine. So like, what did Fred teach you 
by asking the questions. And it's scary at first because you have to be a little vulnerable, but usually there's always somebody who will be vulnerable first. And then it makes it okay for other people to be that way. Right. Well, I know like Fred, this was my first kind of coaching type of experience. And yeah, I, I was very apprehensive, very, very reserved. So I really appreciated it. And I, I learned so much and I, it me it, it drew me to Fred because she was willing to be so vulnerable and so able to lay everything out on the table. And because of that, I was able to learn from that and then eventually kind of break out of my shell a little bit and realize, you know what, it's okay for me to share and to, for me to be vulnerable as well. So I really, really appreciated that so much. Yeah. And I think we learned you have different personality types. And I think, Christine, yours is more of a hold, withholding, holding back because you want to do you want to do it the right way, which like that's a fine personality type to have. But a lot of times when we have these personality types, if we're not aware that that's innate in us, we struggle with it because we're like, well, that's that's different than so and so. So it must be wrong. So we want to put everybody in the same. We're not all come from the same gingerbread cookie shape. You know, we're like all our own unique shapes. And so, uh, but we're always comparing ourselves to other people. And and that's, I think, what you learn to accept your uniqueness and how those strengths are actually positive, right, in many ways. Well, and I learned so much from other people because when they share what they've learned and what they've done and, and their struggles and trials to get where they want to go it encourages me as well. So I really appreciate kind of the, the team that we build and the, and the bond that we build with each other. And I really love the girls who were in my cohort. They were so amazing to, to learn with and to grow with. Yeah. People have asked me, you know, why won't I help men? Because men do suffer from lack of purpose. It would just be a whole different ball game with different sexes in the group. And there's something about just women that is just, I like that. That's my preference. So I choose to have who I want in my program. And there's something that we, I think we'd lose if we weren't just women. So, mothers and grandmothers too, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. I think, um, and, and, you know, we all have to market a message in a, in a way to attract our ideal audience and because I'm a grandma, it says not your average grandma, people automatically assume, oh, I have to be a grandma, you know, mm-hmm. or, oh, um, I have to have kids. And in fact, you can be in the program if you don't have kids and you, you're not a grandmother. It's just that when I talk, a lot of my references are about my kids leaving and the empty nest and how that killed me inside. And then some people are like, well, I still have kids at home. I don't have an empty nest. And I was like, well, are you empty inside? <laughs> There's Yeah. So Christine, I want to go back to you for a minute because you, after we finished the six weeks and you were doing the, the rewiring, I loved it because, well, first of all, one thing I noticed with my students is that they come in with these, all these serious faces, even if they're really not serious, because they're like, not sure. They're like, oh my God, what did I do? (laughs) I just spent a lot of money and did I make a mistake? So I think there's that going on. But when you come in, if you're imagining somebody who's stuck and you're imagining somebody who sparked, what image comes to mind? So there's these faces of stuck people. And then 
by the end, there's the faces of the sparked people. And oh, Christine, your face changed so much from beginning to end. You should actually go back and watch the replays from the welcome call to the like the end because your whole demeanor changed. And what I tell my students, and they really sometimes don't believe me until they actually experience it themselves, what happens is that this vibration, we have a vibration to us. We're made of atoms. Atoms have a positive and negative proton and neutron or something scientific terms. But we, just like a battery, has a positive and negative end. Um, and so when we're stuck, we're negative. When we're sparked, we're positive. And so that's just an energy that emanates from us. And so Christine was showing up because she was more sparked her energy was different. You share the story about what happened because I loved it when you shared it in the group with us. Well, I don't remember the story you're talking about. Your raise, I- <laughs> like you did nothing. You did nothing, right? Yeah, I was, I was kind of unsure, and I, I realized that for years I'd been putting on this this mask of being who other people expected me to be and wanted me to be, and I wasn't being authentic at all. And just going through and being pushed and being encouraged to explore, you know, my past and to set goals for my future. It helped me to be who I really am inside. And that is somebody who's not so reserved and not always having to do what is right, even though that is my personality. I always have to be obedient and do the right things but I can do the right things for me. I don't have to keep doing the things that I think are right for everybody else. And so when you're sparked, you're alive and you're excited and it shows and you've just got more energy and more vitality. And it's just so wonderful. But one thing I did want to address too, Lori, you know, you said it's a lot of money. It's not insignificant, but there's other programs that charge so much more. They deliver what you're delivering, but at a much higher cost. And sometimes maybe the results aren't as good as yours, but because it is the authenticity, I think that really makes the difference and the authenticity of everybody in there and the support and the caring and the concern and the encouragement is just, there's no price you can put on that. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's a group effort, but I care so much and it's my I say this up front, it's the student's responsibility to do the work and I can't do the work for them, but it's my responsibility to make them realize, like I believe in them more than they believe in themselves, right? In the beginning, especially, but I want to teach them to do that for themselves. But it's my responsibility to make them feel seen and heard and understood and to feel comfortable and showing up for that experience. And you know, Lori, that's not always easy to do is to be a forward and to, and to be heard and to feel seen and to be able to share. That's a very difficult and, and sometimes a very, very scary thing, but your encouragement and your love and your care just shows so much and enables that to, to happen. Yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, so let's talk about your raise. So what was the experience of that? Because I don't think you were up for a raise, right? Well, I've been I've been asking for a raise for years and years and years and never got one. And so I started doing the affirmations. I started doing my pets. I started doing all these things that I was encouraged. And all of a sudden, my boss is like, 
okay, well, you did my performance review. And he goes, okay, I've got to talk to you. And he phones me and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, am I going to be laid off now? What's happening? And he says, okay, you can't tell anybody. You can't say anything because everybody, you know how you asked for a raise. He said, everybody got, who asked for a raise got about a two or 3%. And he says, don't you say anything. You got 13%. And I was like, what? Thank you. <laughs> and then at my other job, because I have a second job, I got a 15% raise and I didn't even ask for it. So I was just absolutely floored by that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And that's the energy work that you don't even realize is happening when you start to affirm and rewire those negative um, feelings, thoughts. I mean, they they come up as thoughts, but they're, they're really these deep-seated beliefs that are keeping us from being able to experience life in the most positive way. So one of the things I want to say also to you, Christine, is you're an example of somebody like people say, I don't have time. You had two jobs, two jobs. And she still made an effort to do the work. She did the work and she fit it in. And I can't imagine somebody, I mean, so easy to say, I don't have the time. Uh, People who just have one job say they don't have the time, but you made your transformation a priority and you showed up on all the calls it, you, often, you know, at night you're tired. So I don't know what, what made you decide for yourself that you weren't going to make time as an excuse when you have like such a busy life. I think what we prioritize is, is what's important to us. And because this was important to me, I made the time and I teach Sunday school too. So I have to prepare for Sunday school. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, the things that are important, there's always time for yeah, that's great. Yeah. And so we'll probably need to wrap up probably heading into about the 30 minute mark. But yeah, just the last thing is I'd love to know, like, because I started to talk about this and then I think veered off, but like, what was your first impressions? And then how did you feel when all was said and done? I mean, it's sad because like it ends, right? We can't meet every week forever. <laughs> it would be nice. But um, we do cycle through different cohorts. And uh, so that's, that's good. And so uh, you and you have the Facebook group, so it's kind of a lifetime thing. But but you make friends, and so you—that's what you have now. And some people live not too far from each other, which is great. Uh, but yeah, so what were your first impressions, and then what was that experience? I'd just like to know, Fred. Uh, first impressions of the group. I was confused because I wasn't really sure where we were going to start and where it was going to lead. And, and, and I did send you a couple of emails to let you know exactly how I did feel. About oh, right. I think I remember that. Yes. And not knowing where I was supposed to go and what I was supposed to be doing. But it all fit together. It all it all came together. And, you know, seeing people like Christine, you know, she's married and had kids, I think, still at home. She's got a bunch of grandbabies, I believe. Like she's a busy doer, two jobs and Sunday school teachers. So, you know, seeing those people and. I live alone. I'm single by choice. I want to be in, I had all the time in the world. So I was able to spend a lot of time on this as well. So that made a big difference. And by the time it was over, I was really pumped. I was so excited. I was just raring to go. Not that I made huge life decisions, but just positive vibes that I had and positive ideas about what I wanted to do. I mean, of course the weather changed and I was able to get outside gardening, which I hadn't done in a couple of years got more interested in doing things for me. Like Christine said, you know, it was time to stop giving, 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 and it was time to take from Fred and uh, work with Fred and get to know Fred even more. 
because I was either married or had a brother or a dad, I always had a man in my life. And so now it's been all about me and it's been great, you know, the direction that I've gone. So little things, my interest has peaked, you know, I learned how to make soap, hand soap, and um, I'm learning how to draw. So you were talking about that other lady. So that's exciting. Yeah. Um, Before we hit record, I was telling them about a a drawing lady I want to bring in as a workshop person. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want to touch on what you said, because it is the beginning what I want to do is get you on the path that's going to take you out kind of like a rocket ship <laughs> instead of like the meandering path that I took. And so what's so important is what you do each day and that what you do each day sparks you. I talk about the to-do list. It's like the to do wrong things list is what people start with. And it's to do the right things list. And so I love that you pointed that out. You, you're going to get a lot of clarity and you're going to, you're going to have, you're just going to, life is going to be better. That's the, the ultimate joy. And then each step you take as you create these goals and you, you, then you manifest what you want in your life, that takes time, but you're starting the journey. I help you put your blinders on too, because our, we, our blinders are off and we're like, whoa, this is like, too much information. There's like the monkeys over there and squirrels over there. (laughs) That was me and my brain. So yeah. So I appreciate that perspective. Even things like walking the dog is no longer a chore for me. It's excitement because I'm outside and I'm in nature and, you know, I can get off the major streets and get into a side street with trees and I live near a river so I can walk by that. So I when I'm doing a chore, I make it a happy chore. Like I turned it something that I didn't like doing. I was tired of doing it, but you learn how to uh, love it again and um, embrace those little things and having a routine of meditation every morning and setting an intention for the day. I make sure I laugh every day, Mm. whether, whether it's watching TikTok for a half an hour or something on YouTube, I make sure that I, that I, that I laugh out loud every day. Oh, I love that. You have a gratitude list and a happy list. I, I do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah. Yeah. Still great practice. Every day. And I have my uh, aunts that I have recorded. I had to change those. I did veer off a little bit. I think it was the seasonal part of it that I wasn't, mm-hmm. and I was also on new medication. So my mood dropped prior to Christmas, but I immediately started working on tools that you gave me. I went back to them and wrote them back out again and did what I needed to do. And um, it's, you know, it was huge. And I also got thinking about why can't I help Lori? Why can't, why can't I share some of my knowledge with Lori? I don't want to be a coach, but I wouldn't mind helping. And uh, I got an email from you, like, (laughs) a few weeks later, asking me if I would be interested. Like, I think you sent it out to everybody. But I thought, yep, I do. <laughs> well, you it was an application process that right. you had to apply. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, I hit the send key right away because it was something that I had thought about. I kind of dreamed about. I thought that would be cool. You know? That's so crazy when you told me that. I, I mean, I got chills just you saying it again. I mean, I know yeah. it's it's happening, but I it's like, yeah, the fact that you the, you put that thought out in the universe and then it happens and we never know the how and the the when or the whatever and you just have to be patient and and I love that you do the work it's like the shift of perspective and you have been such a great example of that and we do I, I, we were talking before we started recording is even I fall off the wagon but having these tools is so 
life-changing and you can open them up anytime and apply them. And we just, old habits die hard. And so we just have to keep practicing these new habits if we want to have the life that we want. And the last module actually, it's called aligned action. And I teach identity work in there. And that is like, I think really profound work that needs to be done. And so, uh, yeah, so I think we all fall off the wagon on different things. And it's just, it's just continual work if we really um, have our sights set. And if it's, if we're doing purposeful work and we have a mission behind it, then it's much easier to not fall off the wagon. But anyways, I was also thinking how lucky your little dogs are because <laughs> yeah, they're getting the benefits because it, there's a rip, this ripple effect, right? I was Christine got a raise. I clearly believe that she got a raise because of the, you know, the energy she was putting out. So the people around her in the office probably are, are happier because she's happier. And so I was just it, the same applies to your pets and now they get to go on walks by the river and yeah. Yeah. Oh, it made, made a big difference. And it's just staying in that, on that lane, but yeah. You know, yeah. every once in a while you do deter the other way. I, I still think it was the medications I was on and, and it's changed now. So I'm feeling yeah. so much better. And, and this yeah. has just uplifted me again. So thank yeah. you. For that. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm doing this new thing in uh, what Fred was speaking to where I have people who one of the requirements is you had to have done all the work <laughs> and I can even tell because I can go into the course and see if people have finished the work, done the exercise and that I know that they had their transformation. And so, yeah. And so support the students that are coming in to make them have an even better experience because when people come in, they kind of see me as, oh, I'm the one who's got the knowledge, even though I learn every day, but that's kind of their perception. So to have people that have been them and gone through what they're going through is like so... I really have been wanting to do this and I'm so glad that I'm in the process of implementing it now. And yeah. So Fred's willing to be my guinea pig. (laughs) (laughs) So I appreciate that. Um, So Christine. Yeah. So I loved for you to speak to, as we wrap up, like the ripple effect, because you have kids too, you know, did you feel like, uh, and what I want to say too, is that a lot of the women who come into my program have difficult relationships with their kids or their in-law kids or their, you know, whatever, uh, their parents, maybe who they're taking care of. And so the work that's done is by working, doing inner work on yourself actually changes the relationships. And that's what you, you discover. And I know that because my relationships have changed. And so I, you know, I've, per, I've personally experienced it. So I know, know it works. And then I've seen the changes uh, that happen with the students. So I like to say that by people think, oh, you know, I don't have time or this is selfish because I have to do all these other things. And I believe that you're more selfish for not doing what makes you happiest because by you being happiest, it's making the people around you happier. And if they're not happier because you're happier, then you need to find new people. And that's just the bottom line, the truth. Um, yeah, you need to find new people who will be supportive of the happier you. But over time, some spouses in particular are resistant to change or their spouse changing because everybody wants to stay the same, even though it's miserable. It's it, the journey that you go on is what is needed for the world to be a better place. I say that, and but it's, it's I, I say it with 
complete conviction that that is the outcome that happens. So anyways, Christine, what, what did you see change in terms of like the ripple effect of your change? Okay. Well, I think um, I was having a really difficult time with my, my older daughter and she just saw me as the enemy. And now we have, our relationship has changed so much that she knows she can come to me when she's having a bad day. In fact, a few weeks ago, she just called and she just, I just need my mom. And she lives over three hours away from me. So the fact that she just called just because she knew that I would be there for her and I would have her back. And then I was so much more comfortable instead of me putting up those barriers and, and thinking that she's going to criticize me or be negative, just to be open and to be honest and to just have that relationship like we had when she was young. That has been the biggest blessing for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's really powerful. I got chills with that too, because what we learn in the personal development we do, we, we can help our, the loved ones with, you know, it's super powerful. And I love that. That's the first I heard you explain that. And that's just beautiful. I'm, I love that. I know your kids are very important to you as, as most of us, our kids are important to us, but I remember that was something that you struggled with in the beginning. So that makes me so happy. Well, and so, you know, Laura, yeah, yeah. sorry, sometimes the work was hard. Like it was hard. Hard. And it's hard to dig deep. Yeah. Oh they, my they gosh. Reality. And yeah. Yeah. Somebody in the free group, uh, she posted about, cause I asked them to think back to a time where they weren't happy and they weren't lit up and excited about life. And somebody expressed, I mean, she shared, and then she expressed that that was not fun. Made me very unhappy to go back to that time. And it's like, yeah, yeah. You need, I, I, cr- I create a new quote for the training. I'm not going to reveal it here, but it's like really powerful, but you have to go back and, and look at that. If you want to really have a deeper tor- transformation, you need to, to dig b- deep and find those lessons within. So, yeah, yeah, it is, but it's so worth it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll make you sweat. You sweat <laughs> the armpits. <laughs> Give me a headache. <laughs> right? Get out the Tylenol. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you so much for being on. I know, Fred, you were on a bit ago. I think, you know, last year or May, maybe you came on. Mm-hmm. So I'll have to link up to that episode. But Christine, I appreciate your being brave and pushing through your fear and getting on here and sharing a little bit about your experience. Well, thanks, Lori. I really appreciate you and and how you've helped me to to grow and to be more authentic. So thank you. Yeah, yeah. I don't, we didn't speak too much about authenticity, but you know, you kind of like are in the shell and you emerge from this shell as this butterfly with all your colors. And that's what I saw with you, especially. So I appreciate it. All right. I'm sure that your stories will inspire somebody that can really relate to what you shared. So thanks so much. Thank you so much for tuning into the Living Your Spark second half podcast. If you'd like to watch my guest interviews, you can find the video version of this podcast on my Not Your Average Grandma YouTube channel. Also, you can check out what I have going on at the moment by going to my website at notyouraveragegrandma.com or find me on Instagram or Facebook at notyouraveragegrandma.com. 
If you like this episode, please mention it to a friend and don't forget to leave a review so I know the topics you like best and can bring you more of that content in upcoming episodes. Last but not least, remember to always listen to that inner voice that will never steer you wrong and make living from the most sparked place possible your biggest priority. When we do that, we make the world a better place.